What's up, Wiz Kids? Another podcast with Jamo K. Davis here with Jeremy Hyman. And in for Jacob Rain, we have Chris Gehring. And guess what? As promised, as we're starting 2017 off on the right track, we have a Washington Wizards player as our first guest of Off the Bench Podcast here. Jason Smith joining us today. We're really excited to have him here. We're going to talk some Wizards basketball, but then we'll also get into one of his favorite pastimes, which is movies, and get to know him a little bit more and see if uh, he dislikes the fact that his name is Jason Smith. So when you Google him, a whole lot of other Jason Smiths come up. So there we go. All right, we'll start with the Wizards. Uh, welcome, Jason. How are you doing? I am doing doing great this fine day thank you very much for being with us and we're excited because we're talking to you on a day when the team is 500 just got back from milwaukee how good does it feel after we know it was a tough start for the team to now be back in the playoff race and and you know that close to a winning record you know it, it feels really well it feels really good um we had a kind of a dug ourselves a hole in the beginning of the season but I think we've uh, kind of righted the ship we've got the first unit playing phenomenal basketball right now our second unit is really catching up uh, I think that was the the trouble in the beginning of the season the second unit was kind of letting leads go away and not holding leads but I think we've gotten great basketball from both units now um, just got to shore up a couple things and, and move forward but still a lot of season left to play and uh, we're looking forward to, to having a great year this year and Jason Another win yesterday in Milwaukee when you guys come back from double-digit deficit. I think that's the seventh or eighth time already this season. What is it about this group that, you know, you guys can get down and get in a hole, just like in the season you guys have bounced back in each in these games to fall in those holes and your ability to get back and come back and win these games? You know, it's, it's really a testament to the fight of everyone on the team. Um, we love to go out there and compete night in, night out. And regardless of what the score is, we might get down double digits, but we know that we have a chance to come back and win the game. Um, I think that's been a thing for us all season long of having that inconsistency of being up and being down. And, and I think for, for the most part going forward, we really have to write that. We have to maintain leads. We have to keep leads. We have to increase leads. We can't be giving leads up and, and losing close games. Yeah, you guys had a good, a good, like like Jeremy said, a good road win in Milwaukee. Another good road test coming up this week. What's the biggest key when you go away from home? Obviously, you guys are on quite the run at Verizon Center, but when you step into a different building, is is it a mentality thing? Is it a um, like the difference of something as simple as you know you're not sleeping in your own bed the night before? What's the biggest key to to taking the show on the road and, and taking the success that you've had in your home arena? Um, you know, to other road, <laughs> other road arenas. That's a good question. I. It's hard to pinpoint whether it's not sleeping in your own bed or if you're not eating the same food or just the fans in general. I mean, our home crowd fans are amazing. They give us so much support at home. And when we're on the road, we don't have that. So there's so many contributing factors, you could say. But I think overall, it's it's just a mindset. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I can't really pinpoint one thing. It's just something that we have to mentally focus on and consciously make an effort to look past that and continue to play the same the same way that we play at home. Um, regardless if it's on the road or at home, it has to be the same way. Speaking of uh, being on the road in beds, I can sleep comfortably when I'm traveling. But do you have a California king or do like your feet always hang off of the bed whenever we're at the road hotels? You know, I tried a California king early on in my career just to, to see how it would feel, but I could not stand it. 
Really? Could not stand it. I, I scoot down from the California King to hang my feet off the edge oh. of the bed. So it was it was completely uncomfortable for me. So I said, you know what? The road beds aren't going to have this. So I might as well keep it consistent and just keep a regular king size bed. I've always hung my feet off the end of the bed. And being seven feet tall, you'd be like, oh, that's got to be so uncomfortable for you. But growing up, I didn't have a California King. So I yeah. got used to yeah. hanging my feet off the end of the bed. So when I had a California King, I was like, no. This is not comfortable. This is out of the ordinary. I'm going back to what I like. That's really cool. Okay. So I'm sorry. I, I, I always ask the off-the-wall off, off the wall questions, kind of. It's just my thing. But just how much fun have you had being in D.C. and getting acclimated with the city? Uh, do you have a favorite spot when you go hang out with your family or anything like that? You know, D.C. has been an amazing city for me. Um, there's so many sights and sounds to see. Uh, it's It's been really hard to kind of focus on basketball and make sure that I don't go see the city. I don't yeah. want to get tired for any of the games or anything like that. So I'm going to leave the sightseeing for after season, after playoffs. Ah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy it after the season. But for, for now, in season, the only thing that I've really experienced of D.C. has been D.C. traffic. <laughs> uh, DC traffic is a beast, but you know what? My new favorite app on my phone has become Waze. Oh, okay. Yeah, I use Waze. Yeah, to Waze. I mean, yeah. it, it's gotten me from point A to point B a couple hundred different times, but it takes me a different way every time. Okay. All right. I like that. Oh, that's that's Waze is a great app. Any any drivers out there, you gotta take gotta put Waze on the phone. Yeah. And actually, the team it should be. We're, this is being taped on a Monday, but the team's actually going to be visiting uh, one of the new Smith, Smithsonian museums uh, later today. Um, the African American <coughs> Museum, the new one. Yeah, so that should be a lot of a lot of fun, and th- that's a site that a lot of us haven't seen yet, but a, n- a new one here in D.C. that um, <coughs> you know that's getting rave reviews, and it should be a lot of fun. What are your expectations? Do you like museums, Jason? You know, I've actually driven past this museum probably 30 times. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that is an amazing structure. Just kind of looking at the structure itself Mm -hmm, is amazing. mm -hmm. But when we're actually going to take a trip to it, that'll be the first museum in D.C. that I will actually be able to go into. Hey, how breaking news. Sneak preview for the museum right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and... If we can, can we jump into our movie talk? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm ready to jump into it. So you know, you know that we tra- when we're on the road, we have a lot of team movie nights, and uh, you know Jason. Jason's one of our big big movie guys here. And what what have we seen so far? Fences. We saw Fences. That was the most recent one. I think yeah. that was in Milwaukee, and it was in a very old old theater. Yeah, um, yeah. kind of gave it that rustic feel. But so literally, you saw it two days ago in Milwaukee. No, 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 no not that joking. Milwaukee trip. No, joking. not that Milwaukee trip. First Milwaukee trip. First Milwaukee trip. You kind of go to cities here or there everywhere. You forget which ones you go to. But yeah, no, we saw that one. That was a very, very powerful movie. Um, won some awards. Viola Davis won a Golden Globe last night, actually, yes. from it. Yes, She did an absolutely amazing job. Denzel did an absolutely amazing job. The movie itself was a very powerful movie, and I thought it was really good. Um, the other movie on a lighthearted note was The Office Christmas Party. Yep. I still yeah. haven't seen that. You know, that was actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, I had uh, kind of iffy expectations going into it, yeah. but I, I enjoyed it. It was a nice, uplifting holiday, have fun, laugh out loud kind of movie, and I think they did a really good job. I, I You kind of see those previews, and you're like, uh, 
Yeah. Is it going to be yeah. all the funny parts or in the previews? It was actually kind of surprising. A lot of those funny parts were not yeah. in the previews. I was, I was especially another Jennifer good. Aniston movie. I didn't think of her as a comedian really, oh, she's, but she's good. Were the Millers? Come on, <laughs> that's true. were the Millers? <laughs> that's true. That's true. She was. I, she I just was didn't expect great. it to be that good, and she's really good. Yeah, she's she's really good. She's that one definitely funny. outperformed my expectations though as well. Office Christmas Party. I think I had like some rel- some relatively low expectations, but it's like one of those star-studded movies where yeah. like different stars pop in and out. Yeah. What I did you think of Jimmy Butler's cameo? Party. You know, I was surprised Jimmy Butler was in there. We all were like, what? How did he get in this movie? Like, but You, no, you, you wanted really to call your agent and be like, I need to get in some movies. Well, you know, uh, maybe put some, some of my teammates in the movie, but maybe not myself. <laughs> not just Personally. Okay, okay. Uh, so what is your favorite movie of 2016? What, what do you remember that you got a chance to see? Family or like You know, sci-fi? my favorite movie of 2016 would have to be The Martian. Yes, Matt Damon. I like The Martian too. Yes, everybody kind of contradicted me on it and said, "You know what? I really don't know if I want to see it." I was like, "If you like great movies, kind of a not a thriller but a suspense." Yeah, yeah. And it is sci-fi, yes, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's too far off in the distant future that people could go to Mars. I mean, no, I agree. It's yeah. a possibility, but the movie itself did a great job. The story of it, Matt Damon did. <laughs> he had. Seriousness, but he also had comedy with it. So yeah. it was it was a great experience for me, and I bought it on iTunes. I've watched it probably twenty times on wow. the road. It's wow. it's a movie that you can kind of put on and just sit there and enjoy it. Now, do you always have to go to a movie that you can enjoy necessarily? I don't know if you're in the musicals. There's La La Land, Best Actor. They all they're all talking about Manchester by the Sea. That I don't think I will you know, ever go. I've to I've never even heard of Manchester by the Sea. I I didn't you even say the hear of it. Really depressing, right? It is. Yeah. So, I, I got to see that. It's and oh. I'm a Boston guy, and it's a Boston-based movie, so I have my biases. But uh, it is it is definitely not the huh. one. You, it's not at the uplifting movie you go see with the whole family. Mm. Was it well done though? Like oh enough? yeah, okay. Very very well done. Very well acted, especially if you know Boston. They they nailed the characters well, and it's a tough story, and it's really hard, but it's it's good, and it's a good you know good piece of. Uh, piece of film and if you know jeremy you know how uplifting he can be you know, the way that he <laughs> that's talks. what they say that's, that's what i get all the time uh, okay do you are you into the marvel movies i am into the marvel movies i was actually very uh very happy with all the movies that they've done um the latest captain america one was kind of uh kind of threw me for a loop they brought yeah. all the characters together uh-huh. um who are you gonna pick sides versus sides and whatnot um I'm not sure if I'm real on point with the whole Spider-Man going back to his teenage years. Me either. Yeah. I don't know if I'm a big no. fan of that uh-uh. just yet. And he's uh-uh. like Tony Stark's little yeah. predecessor or companion. No. So I'm not sure how I feel about that. But overall, those movies are always entertaining, action-packed, explosions, fight scenes. I mean, there's there's lots of things in there. Rogue One, Star Wars? Did Rogue One, yes, one? I did see that. That was a great great movie i tell you yes it was one of my faves um of the year i actually saw that while we were on the road in chicago um yeah i mean what can you say it's a star wars movie it's you had high expectations i tried to have my expectation level set a little bit lower because i was so excited because it was a star wars movie yeah learning about it knowing that it's not actual like movie number eight it's more like three and a half yeah uh, it was it was really good. The story storyline behind it, the action, the characters, um, but then it, 
I, I don't want to give away the ending or anything. Yeah, I was okay. going to ask a question yeah. about the yeah. end, but I don't want to like spoil it. Yeah, I don't want to spoil <laughs> I know, right. it. The <laughs> end threw me like the last twenty five minutes of the movie threw yeah. me for an absolute loop. And the not fact, in a bad way. No, 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 not in like, a bad way. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, maybe, well, maybe we. we won't no, spoil I, it, I get you on that. Okay, uh, last thing here. So when I Google your name, I like to Google players' names and see what else comes. Uh oh, Jason Smith. Um, Congressman Jason Smith representing oh. the 8th District of Missouri. Are, are you familiar with that, Jason? <laughs> you know, I'm not familiar with that, Jason. I've been familiar with a pop singer. I've been familiar with the field goal kicker. I've been familiar with an Australian basketball player. Um, there's a lot of Jason. Oh, there was a Jason Smith that got drafted in the NFL. He was a defensive end a couple years ago. There we go. Okay. There was a Jason Smith in... When I was playing in Philly, there was a Jason Smith that played for the Flyers, and I played for the Sixers, and we switched jerseys. And I mean, <laughs> Jason Smiths one. just go all over the place. They I tell do. you, they do. But you're our favorite Jason Smith. Well, I case, appreciate you know that. you were yeah. wondering. You you need a good Google SEO guy. Yeah, yeah you do, really. You do, you do. <laughs> Last question. Pump it up a little bit better. You're you are definitely you're the MBPA. Um, just talk about. Uh, what it's like to get a new contract, a new deal done with the league, and moving forward, you know, we all remember the last time there was a yeah, contract nice negotiation. Yeah, work stoppage yes, work we stoppage. had going so on there. Just talk about if you can, whatever changes you can share, what we can expect in uh, in the future. You know, what you can expect in the future is more basketball. There's going to be more basketball. There's going to be no work stoppage. So we finally got that all hashed out. Uh, the agreement goes for another seven years. We have, um, I mean, basically the business of basketball is booming, and we didn't want to stop that. So we made minor changes to our current CBA. We gave um, a lot of a lot of things for the middle class and the the minimums and the rookies. All wages are going up, which is great for for us, um, as well as the salary cap is going to be going through the roof just because of the new TV deal. And because of that, you're going to have max contracts in the range of five years, 210, 220, which is massive, massive amounts of money. Um, Do you think that trickles down to the podcast guys or, you know, I'm not sure if we, uh, I'm not sure if we took care of you guys in our collective bargaining agreement. I mean, it's a 400 page document. If you'd like to read it yourself, I mean, it's, it's a good read. I hear you can find all the little details out there. So I'm not sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll check it out. I actually had a question though about the, I, we were reading about the, the days of rest and some of the, the back to backs might be ending or at least shortening those times in the four yes. and five nights is yes. that and how how do you think that'll affect especially some of the veteran guys like yourself oh it'll be great for us um those back-to-backs are murder murder absolute murder but the way that they're going to do that is they're adding a, a week to the season um obviously they've changed all-star weekend to make it a week long yep they're taking a couple preseason games off of the preseason schedule so it's just going to add more rests Take off those back-to-backs. Hopefully, take them out completely. But yeah. obviously, that's yeah. kind of wishful thinking. Um, but for the most part, we're making leaps and bounds, making progress going forward. And that and that preseason point. I mean, for you guys now as players in the modern NBA, I mean, it's a year-round thing for you guys, right, to stay yes. ready for the season. And yes. so, is that something that you guys came to kind of a conclusion? Like, look, you know, you guys come into training camp probably more ready than. Than you know, in decades past or you know times like that. So does that help 
I think for the season. most part, it's it's kind of been like you said, it's a year long process for all of us. Um, you have a lot of the guys that are well known that are playing for USA Basketball or they're playing in the Seattle Pro Ams or stuff like that. We're constantly playing basketball. It's is very little little downtime. So when we come into preseason and we have seven preseason games heading into a regular season of 82 games, it doesn't quite make too much sense. But I, I understand where both sides are coming from. You obviously, if you have a new team and you have a lot of new guys, you want a right. couple games to kind of get ready. But mm-hmm. at the same point, if you have a veteran team, which only added maybe one or two new players that are draft picks that aren't going to play that much, what's the point of seven preseason games just right, to go right. into the regular season? They would rather, yeah. let's get this thing started. So yeah, sure. it's a, it's a kind of here, there, everything, but uh, we're really happy with the new collective bargaining agreement and uh, we're looking forward to having no work stoppage. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us on the podcast. We are looking forward to, uh, as you mentioned earlier, the Wizards hopefully making the playoffs as well. Hopefully you'll enjoy your spring break or I guess it's all-star break. All-star break, all-star break, break yes. Um, um, and and you get a little more length to it. I like that. I think we should all take a vacation if we're not working during the all-star break. But thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate I hope, it. I hope all our whiz kids out there enjoy the podcast. For Chris Gehrig and Jeremy Hyman, we want to thank Jason Smith for joining us. And that's it for now. Ciao.